and welcome to the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast, YouTube's first Cozy Mystery Book Club, celebrating cozy mysteries 24-7. I'm the creator and hostess, Angela Maria Hart, aka at Writer A Hart over on Instagram and Twitter, and Books Are My Heart over on YouTube. This episode features our YouTube live stream discussion of The Cracked Spine by Paige Shelton. The live stream originally aired March 29th, 2022. For this book discussion, I was joined by two special sleuthers, Lori Leaf and Stephanie Richards. These lovely ladies and a number of Cozy Mystery Book Club members joined the discussion. If you weren't able to join the live stream discussion when it first aired, there is no reason to worry because this episode features all the crack spine goodness. Please enjoy today's episode discussing The Crack Spine by Paige Shelton. Oh my goodness, we have 34 people already here. That is so cool. Ooh. Hey. And then I see the poll is still going. It looks like most people have enjoyed the book, so a lot has been happening over here on YouTube. <laughs> this is so exciting. I am so excited. So I made graphics for my guests tonight. I'm very, very proud of these two women. I adore them. And so I have a returning guest host over here. Where is yours? There we go. Okay. It's so pretty. <laughs> I wanted to mention <laughs> Stephanie's Instagram and her Twitter account, Miss Richards Reads. She is so sweet and awesome. If you're not following her, please do. And we have a first time guest host whom I and I just adore this woman. <laughs> I, I, Instagram posts make me so happy. There, there's just something so authentic and genuine about you. I just want to, I, again, like I can't help but follow you and be like, that is a great photo. Oh, oh. <laughs> I got the dog on my leg. He's like, I want to talk about her. <laughs> so we have, oh, okay. That was the second one. Dang it. <laughs> Jumping ahead <laughs> graphics. Okay. We have reading with Ms. Leaf and she is so sweet and awesome. And this is her Twitter and Instagram account. So please add her to your social networks. She's awesome. And I'm so happy to actually get the chance to talk to you live because I've just been chatting with you through comments for what, two years? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I was like, the comments are going. It's so hard to keep up with everything. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. So I'm Angela. We have Lori and Stephanie. So I'm really excited. <laughs> and we have our book of the month, The Cracked Spine. And I grabbed some of your Instagram photos because they're so gorgeous. And I just couldn't help myself. So <laughs> when I said I was making graphics, I had to do something for y'all too. <laughs> so I'm going to kick it off and ask you two, what did you think of the book? I liked it mostly. <laughs> I probably would give it like a three and a half, four. I think... It jammed a lot into one first book. <laughs> yeah. But for overall, I liked it. Oh, my goodness. There's so many comments. <laughs> welcoming you back. Thank oh, my goodness. You. Everyone is so sweet over here. Okay. You already have someone who agrees exactly with what you just said. It was, yeah, a little all over the place. Got excited a few chapters. Oh, my goodness. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the Cozy Mystery Book Club. This is so exciting. Oh, I'm so glad you guys are here. Stephanie was mentioning earlier before we went live that she's already read this before. So this is her second time and she's already read two other books in the series. So you have more information than any of us. <laughs> so I'm clearly you to read the next ones. You've enjoyed it enough to do that. Yeah, I think if you liked this one, you'll like the rest of the series. But I think if you didn't really like this one, you probably won't. 
like the rest of the books. And they're pretty much in the same vein, but I just love the Scottish setting and the bookshop. And I really, really liked it. I gave it four stars and I liked it a little bit more the second time I read it. Oh, yeah. So apparently, yep. Where was the comment? I was about to click on it. You love that it was in Scotland. I don't know how many other cozy mysteries are set in Scotland. I even went back. I was going, I know in Murder, she wrote. I know it's not in the episodes. I know she's been in Ireland. I know she goes to England quite a few times. She's been to Scotland. I feel like that's an underrated place when it comes to cozy mysteries. So I had to wear my University of Glasgow sweatshirt in honor of Scotland. This was the only shirt I had, though. I mean, it's a pullover sweatshirt, obviously, but it was the only thing I had this in Scotland, and I was disappointed. I need to go buy some Scottish insignia. <laughs> Gotta represent. Exactly. So, yeah, my ancestors, my dad's side are all from Scotland. My grandma was the first one born here. So I love that it was set in Scotland, and I've kind of made my month a Scottish month, and I'm reading a few other <laughs> Scotland-based books. <laughs> I also have family that was from Scotland and they went to Nova Scotia. That's so cool. I'm close by the last name's heart. So Irish. <laughs> it's so funny too, because I'm one eighth Irish, but I got the blue eyes and blonde hair and the rest, you know, my mom's side is Italian with the brunettes and dark eyes. So I, I look like the Irish portion and get the last name. So it works. Oh, thank you. Yes. More Scottish books that, yeah, we got to look into that. I'm going to have to do some research and come up with the TBR for y'all. So more Scottish. I mean, we were almost in Kansas, though, where we got a lot of Kansas. <laughs> Briefly yeah. mentioned. I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of intrigued by the fact she just goes looking for a job or, you know, a help wanted sign sort of thing online. And her first thought is, yeah, I'll just move to Scotland <laughs> on a whim sort of situation. So that was very intriguing to me because... Most people would just sort of go to the next state, <laughs> right? <laughs> or I would have to have an extensive plan set out before I moved. I couldn't I, just up and go. go. I mean, yeah, I did a lot of research with this one. The biggest regret of my life, this is, again, wholeheartedly, 100%. I, did, I was accepted to a PhD program at the University of Glasgow, and I did not go. I wish I did wholeheartedly. I, I really wish I did, but I did all the research and it is not easy to get over there and do things. And so she gets the work visa so quickly. <laughs> I was so impressed. I was very impressed by that. All of a sudden she's just in Scotland and we have the best taxi driver in the world. So we have to talk about Edwin. Edwin's <laughs> the boss. And then we have, what's his name? Elias. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have a lot of names in this book. <laughs> I had to write them down. So Elias and Aggie, we got to talk about them. What would you think, Stephanie? I'm going to ask you first. <laughs> In real life, I feel like I would be more like stranger danger. I met them and then they just invited me to live in their guest house. But it's a cozy mystery. So I was all for it. <laughs> kind of suspend a little disbelief mm -hmm. there. But I loved them. I thought they were so sweet. They were adorable. What did you think, Lori? Did you... Fans, or would you, again, I love how it's one of those. If this was a lifetime movie, that would be the premise of something very horrific happening. Like she would be a cat yes. locked in there with a webcam sort of situation. I mean, if then if it's on Hallmark, it is so sweet and endearing. So, Lori, your thoughts on Aggie? Well, and didn't he at one point even say something about like, oh, don't worry, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not gonna hurt you or anything. Yes. It's like, yeah, that's what all the Craigslist killers say before they killed you too. <laughs> So same thing, like I love them, but 
mm, you're just going to go live in the backyard of somebody you just met. That's very weird. <laughs> I thought it was funny how he didn't mention that the first time he met her when she said she was going to be looking for a residence. But then the second time around, then he mentions it. So it was kind of, I don't, I mean, maybe he was testing the waters a little bit before he brought it up, but I thought that was intriguing how he sort of was holding back that information. I feel as if he's also more than just the cabbie. They're renting out their cottages. He's her tour guide. <laughs> he's her, yeah, uh, like her bodyguard. <laughs> I think this the guy has wa- dogs. He's like the whole welcome Scottish. wagon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say her like adopted scottish brother or something looks out for her. oh my gosh I, I, so everyone yeah. seems to li- like them that makes me so happy i thought aggie was adorable oh my gosh i love how she's a grown woman delaney our heroine our protagonist she's a grown woman <laughs> and aggie's going oh bus driver take care of her you got to make sure that she gets off on this stop it reminded me of like a first grader going to school for the first time <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I, I don't know why. That just made me so happy. This had nothing to do with the mystery, but I love that scene. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. I was going to say, I like what Marta Magical Mystery just said that she wonders if they're part of a developing paranormal theme that'll start coming. Yeah. And that was weird. Like it kept mentioning little parts of, you know, the voices she hears and all the ghosts, but then nothing ever really came of that. So it's like, is this supposed to be a paranormal? Is that going to happen in other books? That I thought was a little weird in this one. I mean, usually when someone says they're hearing voices, you think asylum butterfly nets coming after them. So I'm hoping that there is an actual paranormal component to this. I was a little confused and very glad when the voices came back, ironically, even though I was concerned about her mental health with that one. But <laughs> the end came around, she heard her voices again and she was happy once more. But yes, we got to talk about that because even the boss, he talks about ghosts. You have the woman in the bookstore who mentioned everybody. Everybody was just pro ghost. So, are we going supernatural with this? I think too that culture—they're very into their folklore and you know history and and all of that. So, I think it's more embraced maybe than it is in part places here. Yeah, I, especially when in the juxtaposition, her, her teacher thought she had a seizure versus just going with it or asking her if she was okay if she wanted to have a medical diagnosis yeah <laughs> I thought it was cute though that she told her father I mean she mentioned she doesn't tell the mom which I do find slightly suspicious I don't know why she wouldn't reveal this to the mother after years but I thought it was cute that she had sort of that special bond with the father just telling him about her bookish voices <laughs> yeah so the paranormal it grows so by books two and three as someone who's read them it becomes more pronounced. I think so. It's been like a year and a half since I read them, but I think it is more explored in the second and third books. I just thought his comment, Kim P. When I, <laughs> when she said, I hear books, did anyone else think I see dead people? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we also talk about the fact that it wasn't just her remembering quotes. It was them having conversations as the characters, which is where I was getting a little confused for a moment. That was when I I wanted more information about that. (laughs) They were alive. Okay, so not everyone was there for the voices. We got to figure that out. Oh, okay. We got to talk about a certain Scottish (laughs) man in a kilt. (laughs) We have. (laughs) Okay, Lori. Lori, I saw someone else saw... uh, comment up there about i want to have a pint with him yep (laughs) oh my gosh 
So it was kind of cute that it, it reminded Kilt. me of women who likes firemen, you know, women who are like, oh, I like this certain type of whatever. This is my crush. I think she has a thing for kilts. I think Delaney likes kilts. Well, and I love that after their first date, he says, I'll wear the kilt next time. And it's like, I love you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it was funny. She's like, are you real? Did I imagine you? You're just so yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm so shocked when he's not wearing one. <laughs> Everyone is here for Tom. Yeah, I. there's even a new show on Stars. I mean, new in the last couple of years. Isn't it called Men and Kills or something? Yes, it's so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else got Outlander vibes because of Scotland? I was waiting for that reference, but it didn't come. I was waiting for it. <laughs> we got a lot of Shakespeare, though. I mean, again, very different with the romance sci-fi components versus Shakespeare. So, yeah, we got to talk about the fact with this mystery, the folio. <laughs> Did people solve the mystery or were you guys surprised with this mystery? I mean, were you invested in finding out who killed Jenny? What were you thinking about it? I don't know that I was invested as much as I am in most cozies about like, oh my gosh, who killed it? Just because there's so many different people. And I definitely wasn't, I didn't think it was, I thought it was going to be Hamlet the whole time. (laughs) The way they were setting it up. Okay. It looks like a lot of people did not solve it. Okay, because I was going down a totally different road with this cozy mystery. So my theory was that I did not buy that Jenny was just a drug addict. I mean, that was all we got. We didn't really know the repercussions of it other than she apparently stole some items from her parents' house and they disowned her, but they were multimillionaires. So I didn't think that was enough of a bad moment. (laughs) I thought maybe she had a baby or something and that baby was going to be Hamlet. That is where I was going with that. I don't know why my brain was doing that. I was trying to fill in the gaps because he had the letters. I'm thinking, oh, maybe he, because he also seemed to really like her. I was thinking maybe he was trying to get the courage to tell her, hey, you know, I'm a do- I am was adopted with that. And I'm actually, a rel- you know, get into all that. But no, nope, that was where my mind went. And I was totally wrong. <laughs> I mean, that is something that would happen in a cozy. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Okay. Other people, no clue. Came out of nowhere. Yeah. I didn't remember I mean, like the murder was. Yeah. Did anybody solve it? I don't think anybody solved it. <laughs> okay, thank you. You like my theory. Okay. Oh, hey. Shannon, same wavelength. Okay. I don't, yeah. yeah my brain. Theory. Thank you. I mean, I try. <laughs> I make my little notes <laughs> as I'm reading. I jot down my little thoughts of, oh, let me solve this mystery. I did not solve this one. I'm just flat out admitting it. All of my theories were wrong. So I don't know if that's one of those credits of great writing. You totally threw me off or I was just, I don't know. So, (laughs) but we do got to talk about this mystery. So, oh, people are still coming. So what do you want to talk about when it comes to the mystery? I'm just opening it up now for you guys. I don't know. The whole thing was just kind of weird. Like the whole folio of how they got it. Just it's something that's millions of dollars is just hiding under her bed. I mean, when she's on top of it, that's one of my questions. She hid it under the mattress. But was she sleeping on the mattress on top of the folio? Right? Yeah. Like, this is worth millions of dollars. Why are you, like, why is it not more protected? And <laughs> This is a good question. Would you have trusted Jenny with this practically priceless folio? No. No. <laughs> I thought, I mean, I understood why he was trying to do it, show his support. But, I mean, it's not just an item that would be relevant to their family or have, you know, I'm, I'm attached to it for my sake or the family's sake. I mean, Shakespeare has relevance to everyone across the board. I mean, 
museums and everything else. I mean, it's not just a matter of him showing his faith in her. It's him and every single English scholar in the world <laughs> that was let down. Right. So I was disappointed. And then they ruined it at the end. Like, what? <laughs> no. Can we just acknowledge, too, nobody really talked about that. <laughs> he just kind of shrugged it off like, ah, it was just money. No, it was yeah. not just money. <laughs> that was shit. Yeah. yeah. So one thing I do with almost all my books is I go Google stuff. So I thought it was interesting, like the actual Shakespeare first folios. There are fewer than 750 copies that were printed. 233 survive today, of which 82 are in the Folger Shakespeare Library. I've been there. It's awesome. Just for your information. (laughs) I actually did not know that. But I have to admit, it is a little... When you go, they have the display case. I mean, so you can just see the page. And I don't know if they actually change the pages depending on things, but you can just look and see the page. It was a little bit of a letdown, but it is cool that they have it. I got to go there when it was Shakespeare and Jane Austen as a hybrid combination Mm -hmm. exhibit. I mean, again, Jane Austen. That'd be cool. Bow down to the goddess. (laughs) That was one of the other motivating factors for that one. But when you've seen it and you know how important it is, I mean, the tour guide, I'm pretty sure was just one of those emojis with hard eyes (laughs) when she was talking about it. And so I had this image of the tour guide and then he stabs it and ruins it. And he also had the page, even before he stabbed it, he had the paper sticking out in the drawer. He was not taking care of this folio. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. It was that part. Whole part was yeah. just weird. That that hurt. Yeah, I mean, everyone in the comments. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we're the book lovers. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> oh my gosh! There's you guys yeah. are so great with the comments. You guys make me so happy. Yes, the date with Tom. We talked about loving Tom, but he was super adorable in regards to just flowers. He went and made a special visit and. I thought that was really cute. And I thought the name of the pub, great connection. Yeah, I love that it was her name. <laughs> yes. Did you like the adventure sort of thing when there were different characters for sort of different adventures? We had Tom getting to go to the pub and we got to go to the Irish restaurant. Then we had Hamlet who took her to the site where they supposedly found the folio. So did you guys have a favorite outing or character sort of moment like that? Or or was it the date? <laughs> I like the date. It was the date. <laughs> but I did like the exploring that they did I thought that was a nice way to tie in the city and the setting instead of just staying mostly in the bookshop (laughs) right (laughs) I love this comment the bar is high yes remember the whole you're in a relationship with fictional characters yeah Tom might be one of those book boyfriends I might have to read the rest of the series just so I can appreciate him and his adorableness (laughs) Thank you, Michelle. What about the police? What did you guys think about the... <laughs> okay, Lori made her face. <laughs> what did you think? It's just, I mean, with Slusler's, I don't know. This one was funny that they're all like, no, we're not going to go tell the police. Oh, no, we don't need to go tell the police. We're never going to go tell the police. Usually they're working together a little bit to get clues with each other. Yeah, or they'll like find answers and then share it. And this one, it was very separate which was very odd to me yeah i just saw this comment too we had a yes. uh, yeah i was waiting for this to come back and then he doesn't reappear till the never end. mentioned again yeah <laughs> yeah we had a lot of side characters that were very memorable <laughs> the weird neighbor gregory 
uh, we didn't even know the hit and run guy at first, but we mm-hmm. get a lot of context with him. So any good side characters that you guys are just loving? I mean, even though he was super sketchy, I thought the fact that Gregory was, he was going, yeah, if you want to buy me a whiskey, I'll tell you anything you want to know. Of course he lied, yeah. to us, but he was there for the whiskey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a very kind of creepy scene. <laughs> yes. Oh, that yeah, that scared me to death. Hanging out in the dark waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was one of those red herring moments where you're going, okay, now you're on the suspect list because that's not normal behavior. <laughs> well, nobody came to check on it and they knew he might have been there, but still. Well, we did have a dog who was apparently a little mini bear and shrug and star who had a bow in his hair at one point. <laughs> what was it? Hector? Hector. I think that was, Yes. I thought he was going to be Hamlet or Macbeth or some sort of other name that was literary. <laughs> yeah. I think that was a missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't wait at someone's door late at night, especially a woman. <laughs> you don't do that. And then, yeah, the entire apartment building. Yeah. I even wrote his name down. We never see this guy again, but we have Waldo, the bodybuilder, and then, <laughs> which is just a very random interaction. I don't think we see anyone else besides him, really mean neighbor, and then Gregory. But I don't really want to meet anyone else. <laughs> and there was that one lady, I don't remember if she lived in the building, but it was when she and Elias were in the car and the lady was like, you don't want to go in there, just leave. She was very odd too. Yeah, what was that? Everyone was saying, oh, that place is bad. I mean, there was a TV show one time. It was called 666 Apartments or something. And I mean, did they think that was what this place was? (laughs) The way they're talking about it, it was as if, you know, that was the middle of the pentagram. Like, I mean, what it was going on with this building. Yeah. Well, and I thought it was weird that they repeatedly brought up how quiet it is at night. Like, they were prettily brought that up, but that was just one of those other things that they brought up, but never even discussed any further. Oh, it's yeah. like, are they all ghosts in there or what? <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be interesting. You can make that paranormal. Mm. Oh, you want more Benny? Again, side character. We got to have, we need more of the, I don't even know what to make of this flesh market bizarre club. I mean, what? <laughs> what the auction the is very off-putting as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love this move out of the place. I don't think one <laughs> like, yeah, go go there, hang out. Ah, I was really concerned. <laughs> Nosy Americans. I was really concerned about that place. I thought maybe there was going to be some sort of, I mean, yes, the manager was a terrible person and the, he was the one distributing drugs. But I almost thought after everything, that was a little bit of a letdown. Like, I thought this place was going to be, you know, the hell now, the Buffy, <laughs> like one of those things or something. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I was going to say the other character I really liked was Hamlet, even though he was suspicious. I liked him. I didn't. Want I liked him, to, him when he went missing. I was concerned. Yeah, I didn't want him to be the bad guy, and I didn't want him to die and be the next victim. I don't. I mean, no. you've read the future books. I don't want anything to happen to him. He might be my, you know, little. We're going to protect yeah, he's, you. He's such a cinnamon roll. That's exactly what I was thinking. I think that's even in my notes. <laughs> All the animals. I love how everyone here is a fur, like a fur mama. We got the fur babies. She's, she's very opinionated today. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, this, I, I don't know if y'all can see. I got the little tail here and his treat is bigger than his head that he's gnawing on on my lap. So I'm just hoping, fingers crossed. He stays <laughs> Thank you for getting the Hellmouth reference. I appreciate that. 
my inner Buffy fangirl. Oh, you wanted another murder. Okay. That would have been interesting. I would, I mean, as long as, <laughs> as long as it wasn't Hamlet, I would have been okay. Would you have told the police about the folio? I probably would have just because I would have been so. scared to death of getting in trouble because I'm a chicken <laughs> like that. <laughs> when Edwin withheld that information, was he impeding their investigation? I, I, I'm not sure because technically speaking, she was killed, but it wasn't because of the folio. But he did steal the folio, so that was evidence of the crime. So maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge motive right there. So just because of how valuable it was, I would have told him. Okay, Lynn, I agree with you. What is Delaney's job description? Because she seems yes. to be up as she goes along. <laughs> well, and at the beginning, they kind of set it up like he was getting ready for not being at the shop. So is she like getting ready to take over for him? They didn't really mention it that much. And she's organizing a shelf here and there. I love how she's going, oh, there's a shelf of 36. I organized 12. And I do not know why I remember those numbers. And I can't remember some side characters' names. And she could make her own hours. Like, Yeah, I was going to say, she just makes her own hours. Dream job. So one thing I wondered with this one is... You know, you hire an American, which has got to be expensive to put her up in a hotel, to pay for her visa, travel over there. What are all these special talents she had to sort a few books? I mean, I wrote it down. It said she had the master's degree in history and another master's in English. Was that it? So she's not an archivist. I mean, she's not classically trained in that regard, no. but she worked at Sam. Yeah. But based on her description of the museum and then the... I mean, I, I was just picturing like the lost Ark of the Covenant with, you know, I was thinking Indiana Jones or National <laughs> Treasure when they all of a sudden put the lights on and it just keeps going with the treasure. He has a warehouse of things. That seems a little bit more in depth than what she was originally expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She got to make executive yeah. decisions about closing the shop. <laughs> yeah. I like how she actually says executive decisions. <laughs> Oh my goodness. You guys are so yep. cute. <laughs> Somebody, Tracy. Yeah. Wondering if she was somehow hired because Edwin sensed her special gift. Yeah. Which would fit in with the paranormal-ish stuff. <laughs> yeah. I love how you guys are, you guys are so yeah. cute. I thought it was interesting. It kind of gave me Rebecca vibes, not for the same reasons, but we have a murder victim and she never actually meets Jenny. She just learns about Jenny's second hand. So, the, yeah, the murder was a little different. Yes, Max, who wants to apparently say hello. I don't know who the face Hi, Max. Well, not only the... Hi. Not <laughs> only the books or the murder being different with someone she didn't even know, but how she went about sleuthing. It wasn't the yeah. normal tricky sleuthing. It was more like, oh, I'm just writing an article or whatever. Just asking some questions. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So the murder was definitely different than what I thought it was going to be. Again, I did not solve this. <laughs> He's on my notes. <laughs> He's balancing his treat on my notebook. So I had the microphone far enough away where I don't think you just heard him growl. <laughs> He's so mean to me sometimes. There was a comment on Twitter. I actually did not know to whom she was referring. There was, oh, I lost it. Oh no, here it is. Different window. Because I asked what if there was something in particular people wanted to discuss. And the tweet is, I would like to discuss how it seems like a certain character was in the book so little. So it was mind boggling when they revealed what they did about that character. I'm trying not to give spoilers in case some are still finishing up the book, but I hope you know which character. 
I don't know which character you're referring to, but I'm guessing it's the, the killer because he was not in it the book as much. <laughs> that's probably so that's what I would think. Okay. Yeah. What did you think? I mean, because again, he's really not in the book that much. So nobody solved the mystery as far as we can see in the comments and with our discussion. So yeah, yeah. I was off by that one. I think it would have been a much better constructed mystery if he had been more in. Because normally with cozies, I feel like in these discussions, you get a mix of people that solved it and didn't solve it. And then here, everybody's like, I had no idea. <laughs> Which includes me. So I feel like if we had gotten him more, maybe we would have gotten more clues and it would have tied in better. I'm trying to just arrange my legs and sit in a different way and he's growling at me and all the fun. <laughs> Can we just also appreciate how big this treat is in comparison to his body? <laughs> I mean... The look of pure joy on his face when he looks at that treat is hilarious. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. It's one of those... I feel as if it's the equivalent of putting the kid in front of the TV for a little bit going, oh, mama has something to do now. I need to do the laundry. You're going to sit there. Like, I'm going to give you a treat. You're just going to mind your own business for, you know, while we're doing the live stream. Yeah, I was going to say, I like that theory that you just pinned up. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That would be a cool theory or a cool storyline. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Max and his treat. I'm glad you guys get get a kick out of him. I mean, the one, <laughs> the one character I wanted more of was Hector. <laughs> I wanted more of the adorableness. He just sort of was there and then he went away. And we're also not talking about the fact that she apparently brings this dog with her everywhere, including the hospital at the very end. I don't know how you get an animal in the hospital unless it's a service animal, but probably <laughs> Well, the first time I read it, I assumed the main character was going to have Hector because he's on the cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she doesn't have him. And it's like, oh, everybody yes. loves cozy companions. I mean, even if it was just the, the bookstore, I mean, this place is also not a bookstore. I'm not even sure what that shop is. <laughs> I mean, I know he's rich, but it does not feel as if they make money because he was actually giving items away too. So that's a whole separate conversation topic. But I thought maybe <laughs> a bookstore dog or something like that. Because we had Oliver from And Then There Were Crumbs, who was the town dog. So I was thinking, oh, maybe it's the bookstore dog. But no, this is Rosie's dog. <laughs> this is not anyone else's dog. Yeah. Yeah, there was an entire little gossip session with the police officer. So there are a lot of characters and a lot of moments. A lot of characters. <laughs> yeah, did you ever, I, I'm not trying to pontificate here, but I was like, did you ever get confused going, oh, because there were two inspectors. I kept getting them confused, like, which one is the one who thinks, you know, Hamlet did it, who's the one who's trying to be her friend, and then he was at the door. There were a lot of characters in this book. Yeah. yeah. It was hard to keep track of them all. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't just me. Again, mm-hmm. I have well, and I listen to it on audio, and I think not seeing the names makes it a little harder when there's so many characters too. There's something about yeah. actually reading the name that helps it stick more. So I will say I went back and forth between the audio and the book, and I loved the audio, especially for the accents of the mm-hmm. different actors. And I love the narrator. I don't know who it was, but I loved her. I thought she had a sort of stern tone near the beginning. So I was trying to get used to her. But then as soon as she slipped into doing the accents, I'm going, nobody yeah. else in the narrator for this book. She nailed, I, I was so impressed by this. And I don't mean this in a bad way, but she nailed the men's voices. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how oh, yeah. she was able to change her voice like that. I cannot make my voice sound manly in any way, shape or form. And the fact that she was able to do different men's, like different men, like male voices 
with accents was so impressive to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So the narrator was Carrington McDuffie. Hmm. I like, yeah, she did great. Okay. Yeah. So it is the first book in the series. So I will give you that. I think that it's very difficult when it comes to cozies and I got to give her credit too, because she did make them all unique. So mm-hmm. even if I got confused about mm-hmm. which name went where, I knew who she was referring to in the scene. So mm-hmm. I think that's really fair. But yeah, that's something for a lot of first books in the series have to deal with. It's very hard to do that. So I always give credit to authors who are able to make the characters, you know, stand apart from one another. So even if I didn't remember Gregory's name in that scene, I knew he's bathrobe guy. Yes. Yep. Oh, interesting. So you liked the narrator's voice for everyone except Delaney. I think I agree with you a little bit. Because <laughs> I think she sounded a little stern for some reason. Maybe that's just my interpretation. But I think I think that was just maybe because she was the American accent and just state, you know, between going back and forth with the Scottish. I just wanted more Scottish. <laughs> maybe I wanted right? to yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. It didn't really bother me that much, but I think I'm less picky than other people. When it comes to audiobooks, <laughs> she was, yeah, I, yeah, YouTube delay. I love how we're talking and then like the comments come in. So <laughs> I want to throw it to you though, when it comes to, was there something in particular that jumped out at you? Scene, dialogue, something where you guys are going, we got to talk about this tonight. Was there something Gloria, that jumped out at you? No, I think the big thing that just jumped out of me was like just introducing all this kind of paranormal stuff that was never addressed. That was just the big thing that I like, wanted to talk about, which we already have. Is this going to be paranormal? Is it not? We will so, see. Yeah. So we had for the Instagram, because I asked the question as well. So Regina, the Southernista, said she had questions at the end. So did you have any lingering questions at the end of the book that you wanted more information on? I mean, I want to know more about Hamlet, just because I love him. Yeah. Same with her. <laughs> Yeah. And then like you already said, more of the paranormal, like more of how that works. Yes. Yeah. Can we just talk about that again? If this was any other book aside from a cozy mystery, mm-hmm. you think that something terrible is going to happen to her. Yeah. <laughs> Whether she's abducted, she becomes their surrogate daughter in a weird conspiracy theory sort of way. <laughs> yeah. If this was anything but a cozy mystery, it would be very, very problematic or you know, red flags everywhere. <laughs> so maybe you can answer this question about more of the bookish voices for books two and three. Does or Do more books talk to her in two and three? I feel like they do. It's been so long since I read them, but I, I think I remember it gets explored more in the following books. I mean, I have to reread them. That was when I was kind of first starting to get into cozies. So I didn't really... Like I, you were converted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I was looking it up earlier, but I think there's like seven books out now in the series. That's yeah. impressive. So people have definitely stayed with the series because otherwise there would not be that many in this. I was going to say, yeah. I forget when I saw there was that many, it's like, okay, maybe I'll give it a few <laughs> more. <laughs> so this is interesting. Mary's question, do Tom and Delaney have a real relationship? Because it is, it does seem very much of instant attraction. I mean, lust is not the same thing as love. <laughs> I think they're just like approaching a relationship. I don't think they really got enough time to get into one. Getting the I Twitter page. 
I love how at the very end when he goes, I, I can go tell your parents in person. And she goes, oh, yeah, sending a hot Scottish guy to my parents whom I've kissed once. That would be a real conversation between us. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Did anyone know the answer to this? Because they did just go silent on her. Her, her paranormal gift failed. Mm-mm. Did you solve that? I mean, that's a secondary mystery in a way. No, it just went away. And then all of a sudden, it's back. It's okay. very... Vanessa's on her game. She knows that the seventh one is coming out in April. <laughs> she was on it. <laughs> yeah, other people are curious. Why did they go silent? I mean, was it just because of the folio? I don't know what her connection to the folio would be. I mean, that seemed to be the reason is as soon as she found the folio, she was able to hear them again. But unless she was named, I mean, I was thinking if her name was Cordelia or something Shakespearean and there was a connection or something along those lines. But I'm not really sure why her gift was connected to the folio. I'm hoping that's explored more later. Yeah, this definitely feels like, which I know it is, but the first book in a series, because I feel like there's so much she had to set up that some of these things just don't get answered. So you're left with questions (laughs) and sketchy people. (laughs) Yeah. Hush market. Okay. Again, I'm originally from Massachusetts and Salem is right next door. I mean, you don't call it, you know, which murderville or something like, I mean, which up in flames. I, yes, I understand it's a part of the history, but that's not exactly a very attractive part of the history. <laughs> so <laughs> you're all very wealthy people, hire creative individuals to brainstorm better names. <laughs> also, where did they all get their money? Were they all just family money? Because that, I forget how many people are, what is it? Seven people in their little random group. They're all very wealthy people. That lady dropped, what, $50,000 on a random painting that she had no idea about until two minutes before she spent the money. What? Yeah. 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 Doesn't really fit in with the cozy vibe. So was there something else you wanted to talk about? Something about the story, the mystery? I mean, I thought that this had a little bit more of a... I think someone used the word grit. I saw that at some point with the comments. And I think that's a very fair way of saying it because we have the lighthearted, fun cozies. But as soon as you start saying she has the drug history and, oh, that building is, you you know, as soon as she would go anywhere near my antennas up, it was not a lighthearted, oh, let's go skipping sort of. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. But what did you think about that? Was it a little darker for you? Oh, yeah. This kind of reminded me more of Julia Buckley's Writer's Apprentice. That one's a little more dark, too. Like, it's kind of on the edge, outer edge of cozy to me. Who is the person in all gold? I mean, that's one way to flaunt your wealth, saying, I have gold everywhere. Me. <laughs> okay, so other people did yeah. think it was a little darker. I thought maybe it was just me because I had gone from reading more Eve Calder with the, and then there were crumbs and then reading, what is it, Sugar and Vice. So I was very much in the lighthearted cozy and then we go to this one. So it just had a different feel because yes, there's coffee, which we have referenced, but we don't actually have, oh, I love baking or I love this. We get Shakespeare. He's dark. Yeah. <laughs> Even his comedy <laughs> dark. Yeah. So I mean, I think, I think maybe that plays into it a little bit too. I mean, I think Titus Andronicus traumatized me. So <laughs> I don't know if you get that reference. Yes. Thank you for yeah. laughing. That one scared me. So yeah. maybe I think Shakespeare is darker anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't think this one was too dark, though, because there's another series that It's advertised as a cozy, but it doesn't feel like a cozy because it's just so dark. So I think this was a good balance 
I like yeah. this comment. Scotland was the star of the book. Yes. Totally. I mean, yeah. everyone totally has been in the Outlander family. I think Outlander somehow made Scotland. I think it kind of goes up and down randomly with pop culture. We have Braveheart. There's a spike. I think certain things will randomly draw interest to Scotland. <laughs> I think that's great. We need more kilts, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> the world would be better with more kilts. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, uh, for Delaney, I think that would be her dream. Having men on a runway with kills, I think that would be her ultimate. Okay, so you like the Slightly Darker Cozy. There's another cozy mystery series by Hannah Reed that's set in Scotland. The first one is called Off Kilter, and it's really cute. I have it around here somewhere. Carlene O'Connor, is that the one you just said? Yeah. No, but that's another one, yeah. Oh, okay. My library, I was trying something new for y'all because I always have the same backdrop. And I love, I didn't even realize this with the positioning of the camera, but you got Sean Spencer like right behind me. <laughs> it's just his face right there, <laughs> perfectly in the corner. Like he's going to join the live stream. <laughs> yes, he's excited to be here too. Oh, yes, thank you. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. Oh, she's got books. What's she got? <laughs> oh, yeah. I loved that one. I haven't read that. That's in my month of... Scottish, but I know that series set in Scotland also. I'm like losing track. I got the little on my lap uh, doing things. But yes, Tracy, because uh, that's Tracy Hall, the writing, because there's Tracy. Yeah. I don't want to mess this up and I don't want to get it wrong. So there's Patricia and Tracy. So they do the writing duo for Tracy Hall, I think. So there are two women, but they're both super sweet who do the writing. I mean, they joined 12 Days of Cozies. They were probably one of the first to join the last time I organized it. I love their emails because they're just so sweet and supportive. So they're not just, you know, writing a series outside of Scotland. They're great people too. So shout out for them. <laughs> I believe I won this at 12 Days of Cozies this year. Did <laughs> you? Wow. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of giveaways, you just reminded me. So if anyone is going to Malice, I we have two things here. So I put this aside as we leave. I'm donating one of the auction baskets. And so this is the auction basket. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can angle this properly. So we have a basket put together. So if you're going, we have that, the basket there with all the stickers and swag. And then I have something else. And I love how I keep losing stuff in front of me. I put together little bags so that if you see me and say hi, I have a little gift for you for being a part of the Christmas Mr. Book Club. And because you're awesome and I just love you guys. <laughs> so there's a lot of, there's little candies. There's bags of tea. I have different gifts in here. So we have, an enamel pin. We have this. I am obsessed with these pens. I almost didn't want to give them away because I love them. <laughs> they have the diamond on top and they say sleuther on them. So we have little, there's, the bags are all different, but they all have the similarities of having something special inside. So something that they're, awesome. so please say hi to me if you see me there. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you like the basket. I worked really hard on it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay. So it's called Malice Domestic. It's going to be in, I believe it's the best of Maryland. So I think it's also the 22nd to 25th, if I'm remembering correctly, off the top of my head. I did also want to mention, so we have next month is On Borrowed Crime. And I'm very, I love these graphics. I spend way too much time doing them, but I'm so happy how they come out. And we officially have our entire 2022 book club TBR. And I feel as if that's a mic drop. I am so proud of us. I am so happy with the response on Twitter. I think we broke 100 votes for pretty much all of them, except for like maybe one or two. And my mind is just blown by that fact. So the participation, the people chatting about them, it has just been amazing. And I'm so appreciative of that. So (laughs) I have the list for you guys. That is now the pin tweet. 
And there's a lot of coziness here to enjoy. So please add oh, these yeah. Please, please add them to future book hauls, library visits. There's a lot going on. Yeah, I love that you have the whole rest of the year planned. <laughs> that makes it so easy. I think it's been a very interesting progression. So it went from having sort of, what is it, two weeks? So then as soon as the live stream happened, then that was when the voting ended. And then you had, you know, a week to get the book. And then that was the system for a while. And I liked the quarterly system. That was working out very well. But I, I think like this whole doing it a whole year and letting each poll be live for a week at a time. He wants me to throw his toy. <laughs> he's, he's pretty, I think that this is going to work out well, and I'm happy about that. Okay. I know some people are still doing it, but we do have Sleuthing Tuesdays with your Sherlock hamsters. I am very, again, proud of this graphic. So I'm, I'm almost shouting at the graphics. <laughs> but yes, I did want to just mention that as well. So if you're a Gemma Kinley person, that you covered with that one too. So I think those are the new graphics that I added for the most part. Although we do have a giveaway tonight, which I am super pumped about. So yes. because you guys are awesome with the comments, I love your comments. And I get to go through them all and randomly choose a winner for the entire Seaside Cafe series. Seven paperback books. I think that is an incredible giveaway. And Poison Pen Press, I want to bow down to you and thank you and give you all the shout outs and love because... That is so generous and kind. And whoever wins this, I don't even have all the books in the series. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm jealous. So you guys, whoever wins this, I hope you're happy. Oh, that's such a good series too. I, yeah, I just finished this series last night. Did you night. cry? Um, I cried. But so whoever wins, this has been one of my favorite. I love this series. I read your caption. And again, this is why I'm going to put you up on there. So we, we're going to have her Instagram. <laughs> she has a post and I thought it was absolutely adorable. The way you said all good things must come to an end. I was going, oh my God, that's the perfect way of saying that. I'm just going to put it so yeah. like, Well, like you, my introduction to Cozy Mysteries was Hannah Swenson. Read, I started it with my grandma. She's like, oh, you need to read this book. And I have read every single book. And I love it to death, but there are some series I think need to wrap up. <laughs> yeah, so I was very glad to see this one wrap up, but I love it was a perfect ending. I have the first three as paperbacks, but the rest are ebooks. I think you just hit the nail on the head with that one. There's something about international television channels and international authors when they just, I know Brie Baker and AKA Julianne Lindsay is local but i always get the biggest take out of how they know like oh we're just going to do a season here we're going to do a mini series and americans are going we're going to have gray's anatomy on forever we're never ending this tv yeah. show <laughs> yeah. yep <laughs> I gotta give, I'm, I'm giving julianne Lindsay or aka brie baker aka jacqueline frost aka whatever other name there is because i know i'm forgetting one credit for knowing it's time to we're going to tie a pretty bow on this because sometimes you're going okay now they're yeah. gathered they broke up now we're we have this random character who was introduced. Now they're gone. So the way you said it was perfect. Giving Laura the shout out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I watched an interview <laughs> with her. She said that she actually got lucky and knew that would be the last book. So she got to, she knew it was going to end. Whereas some authors, they don't really know. That's so I word. love that she was able to make it special. I, yeah. That is the worst when authors don't know that a series is ending and they leave cliffhangers. <laughs> That drives me nuts as a reader. Yep. Nice yeah. So whoever wins, you are very lucky. 
and you better read them all and let me know how you think. <laughs> right. Keep yourself posted. Oh, um, I, yeah, I, I think it's one of those I haven't. So I haven't read the last one in the series yet, but again, it's one of those you want to be able to savor it because you're not going to be able to read it for the first time again. You want it to sort of, you just got to be in the mental space for this series coming to a close. So you, it's like losing a family member or friend or something, but at least you can always go back and reread. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whoever wins these <laughs> issues, it should come with a little yeah. kit of chocolate and maybe other things to brighten your day. Once you hit close on that book. Right. Oh my goodness. I'm trying to think if there's any other announcements but if you guys have any questions, please comment with them now. I will just mention, I know one of the other comments was how to sign up for the newsletter. There are quite a few different ways to do that. So there is the Cozy Mystery Book Club website at the very bottom of the page. You can submit your email address and go that way. I have it on my own personal website right on the homepage. That is the giant pink box there for you. And then if you're on Instagram, there is the link tree I love how it's called the Linktree link. That feels very repetitive. I don't I don't like saying that. But there is a landing page there to click on as well because I do have some really cool things coming up in this newsletter that I'm so excited to announce. I work on things behind the scenes and I wait until they're all perfectly ready to go and then I announce things. So I know that was one of the questions that I wanted to answer because I get that in DMs sometimes. But there is a lot of exciting stuff coming up that I've been working on and I love how I'm just kind of excited to tell you guys when it finally happens. So there's things that that have been happening and I'm really excited to finally reveal them because one of the things has been in the, it's been on the back burner for going on over to like two years. And it's funny because I finally was talking. So Ben is involved in the first installment of this botany and books. I love him. He's adorable. Shout out. And so I pulled up the Fiverr order for one of the things and it said, August 2021. <laughs> and I'm going, yeah, that was when that, that went through. So I can actually look back at the dates and going, I can see the progress that has been coming. So I'm really excited to finally, you know, y'all. I try and do things to keep you happy and all cozy. You just reminded me too. If you guys, so if you posted a photo of the crack spine, let me know. Send me the link, whether it's a DM on Instagram, Twitter, email. I will send you a bookmark as a thank you. And I will include extra swag because that's just what I do. So <laughs> let me know because you're entitled to a hashtag super bookmark. And they're somewhere on this table at this point and I've lost track of them. So <laughs> did anyone have any other comments about the book or about the book club? If there's something you guys are thinking about or you want to know more about, if there's something you guys want to mention when it comes to the book, I'm throwing it out to you. Thanks for having us on. That was, was super fun to talk yeah. about. I've been looking forward to it. Yeah. So well, I'm so I'm, excited to finally be a part. I'm really excited to, to get to chat with you guys. It was so funny too. So I told my mom and she goes, oh, I actually went on the Instagram and you, I saw Lori's and she goes on every so often. She's not a follower, but she'll click on the link. She goes, oh, was Lori the one who posted that photo? And then I mentioned Stephanie and she goes, oh, she was really great the last time you had her on. So oh, even Mama Heart was oh. excited after joining <laughs> Yay, thank you. I was so happy when I, I was when you said yes because when I asked, I always get nervous. You can see the little <laughs> inverted, you, you know, baby eyes, bunnies going, Are you gonna say yes? <laughs> yes. I was really, really excited when I got your response. And I also plan on inviting you for future live streams and this side project. I'm gonna be asking you to potentially do something. Do you, you yes. guess that? <laughs> definitely in for all of it. Yeah. Yes, and so, so all things cozy. 
And I'm going to put you guys up again. So you guys are not already following Stephanie. We got her Twitter and Instagram. And then again, I love my graphics for you guys. You guys are so great. You deserve all of the graphics. We have reading with Mrs. Leaf. And apparently Max wants to agree with that. He gave you a little growl. So I am very, <laughs> apparently Max is like stamp of approval. So I am so grateful and so appreciative that you took the time to join me and chat about this book. And I love how you guys, whenever I ask people to do the guest hosting, they are then responsible for reading the book. So I appreciate you <laughs> reading the book, thinking about it, trying to make notes of, oh, this is what I want to mention. Oh, I, this is the character. So I appreciate you putting in the little, the extra effort with that. <laughs> So shout outs, gold stars for that one. <laughs> and then I just want to see if anyone has any other comments or questions. Oh, you guys are so sweet. If there's any other questions, comments, please let me know. What I am going to do is this video is going to remain public. And I'm also going to, I've been working on this as well. Now I'm, I, I've been trying to make sure that the episodes remain accessible because there was an incident this summer where my YouTube channel was down, but I got it back up. Thank God. That was really traumatizing, but I've been converting all of our live streams into podcast episodes so that they're in a different platform, different space, so that if anything ever happens to YouTube, we have a backup system. And we're also having all the live streams transcribed for, yes, starting for the 2021 live streams. So for 2021 and 2022 transcriptions. So I'm going to keep you guys up to date. So if you ever need any information, it's there. I got you covered. So all the coziness. So just shout out again. I'm going to post this. So please make sure you go check out Lori and Stephanie's pages. They are awesome and so sweet. And when you read their comments, they are so... You guys just have an authenticity that I appreciate so much. And you have the love of literature that speaks to my heart. So again, shouting out. Thank you for joining me tonight and reading this book. And you guys are welcome back anytime. <laughs> you really thank are. Thank you so much. And so I just want to say thank you guys for joining. It has been incredible to see the number of comments. I am so excited to go look for the entries for the giveaway and organize. I actually write them out by hand. So every single person's name with the comments, I always write your names down. And I'm so excited to go read your comments because there's been so much participation tonight. And I just want to say thank you for that. That makes me so happy. And it makes me feel as if, you know, the time and energy I spend organizing things, so worth it. More than worth it. You guys taking part in this, you guys commenting. So Thank you for brightening my day. I appreciate it. Unless there's anything else you guys want to add, it's time to say goodnight. 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 Thank you guys for joining and happy reading, sleuthing, and stay safe and cozy. Have a nice night, guys. Thank you for listening to the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion of The Crack Spine by Paige Shelton. If you plan on continuing with the series, please let me know on any of the social media platforms. I'd love to know what you think about the other books in the series. Do we need to have a read-along? Do we need to have a buddy read? If so, let me know. To stay up to date with everything Cozy Mystery Book Club, visit the official website, thecozymysterybookclub.com. Or hit that follow button over on Instagram and Twitter. You can find the Cozy Mystery Book Club as at Cozy Mystery Club on both platforms. I can guarantee you there is always something going on. Whether there is a conversation about a new book, I'm holding a giveaway, or there is just a lot of coziness to enjoy, there is a lot of sleuthing fun to be had. If you would like to take part in a book club discussion live, please mark your calendar for the last Tuesday of the month with the sleuthing fun starting at 7pm EST over on YouTube. My YouTube channel is a play on my last name, Books Are My Heart, with heart spelled H-A-R-T. The last Tuesday of the month is Cozy Mystery Book Club Day. So if you're a planner like myself, 
You can mark off the last Tuesday of the month every month and have something to look forward to all month long. And if you aren't able to join the live stream events, that is perfectly all right because clearly there will be a podcast episode in your future. So if you are a member of the Cozy Mystery Book Club via this podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button. This way you are the first to know when there is a new episode. Thank you again for taking time out of your day to celebrate Cozy Mysteries with the Cozy Mystery Book Club. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and have fun reading, writing, and sleuthing. I am really looking forward to discussing more cozy mysteries with you in the very near future. Wishing you all of the best in everything you do. Please stay kind, creative, and cozy. And of course, I hope the next cozy mystery title you pick up is a five-star read.